Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 1st of November. The first international flight has touched down at Sydney Airport this morning as international travel resumes almost 600 days after it was shut down because of the COVID pandemic. The Singapore Airlines flight arrived earlier this morning with fully vaccinated Australians also allowed to fly in and out of the country without an exemption. Here is Federal Minister for Tourism, Dan Tian. The opening up continues. Uh, Wonderful news for Australians who love to travel. Wonderful news for Australians who are employed in our tourism industry. International travellers returning to New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT will no longer need to quarantine. Meantime, interstate flights have also resumed with fully vaccinated residents allowed to travel between New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT. Yesterday, Victoria recorded its lowest daily COVID case numbers since the end of September with 1,036 new infections and sadly 12 COVID deaths. The state has also hit another important vaccine milestone with 80% now double vaccinated. And residents from Greater Sydney can now travel to regional New South Wales, reuniting with family and friends, some for the first time since June. Many holiday hotspots like Byron Bay and the South Coast are already overwhelmed with bookings. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says the two-week pause on regional travel was worth it. The vaccination rate has substantially increased um, in many LGAs across regional New South Wales in that in that two-week period. In fact, it's far exceeded where we believe we would be. Booster shots in New South Wales will also start being rolled out today for those over 18. Meantime, travellers to Western Australia will now need to have two doses of the COVID vaccine as the state tightens its border restrictions. WA Premier Mark McGowan announcing anyone entering from New South Wales, Victoria or the ACT with an exemption will now have to be fully vaccinated against COVID from Friday the 5th of November. Mr McGowan says as international borders reopen, WA is stepping up to reduce the COVID risk. People could go out of New South Wales overseas, come back into New South Wales without quarantining and then demand to come back to Western Australia. So this is the quandary we're in. We don't want to encourage that because it all, all it'll mean is we get spread of the virus before such time as we have high enough levels of vaccination. The Premier has also encouraged more WA residents to get vaccinated, blasting anti-vaxxers as dangerous. And in other news this Monday morning, world leaders are gathering in Glasgow for the historic climate change conference. Australia is expected to face harsh criticism on the international stage, despite Prime Minister Scott Morrison committing to net zero by 2050, with climate activists saying the government's plan doesn't go far enough. And in a royal warning to world leaders, Prince Charles says we need urgent action to save the planet. Quite literally, it is the last chance saloon. We must now translate fine words into still finer actions. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Victoria and the career of one of the AFL's biggest stars hangs in the balance after an incident at a New York nightclub. Jordan Degoe was arrested and charged after allegedly groping a woman and assaulting her friend. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne with Collingwood already taking action against the midfielder. 
And the Pies didn't hesitate for a moment, Tash, after news broke of the arrest. In a statement from the club yesterday, it says he will continue to be paid under the terms of his contract until there's an outcome of the criminal proceedings against him in the United States. Dugowie is due back in court on December the 8th, though, two days after senior players are due to resume pre-season training here. The charges for assault and forcible touching do come with a maximum penalty of one year each in jail. And New South Wales and surfers and volunteers are being hailed heroes after a dramatic rescue south of Sydney. One man died in the terrifying boating accident, while three others are now fighting for life in hospital. Our reporter, Talissa Bazaz, has the latest. Good morning, Tash. Well, the group of seven men were out on a fishing trip around 10 o'clock yesterday morning when their boat overturned in rough waters near Bulai. Four men were trapped under the boat. Three were able to swim to shore. Here is senior paramedic Norm Rees. a very challenging scene. It was very chaotic. 35 years in the job, it's one of the biggest ones I've been to. In a remarkable stroke of luck, the local Surf Life Saving Club was conducting training nearby, able to spring into action faster. They teamed up with surfers, dragging the four men to shore where they performed CPR. Three men remain in hospital fighting for life, while a surfer who paddled over to help has suffered chemical burns. He's also in hospital. One man was unable to be saved. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The Reserve Bank this week is expected to dump that promise that its first interest rate hike would not be happening until 2024. Yeah, that's right. It was never a firm promise, but last week's big inflation number and forecasts of a strong economic growth year in 2022 have economists and the bond market telling the RBA that interest rates will have to rise. Some think the official cash rate goes up in 2022, but most think 2023, and it is expected that banks could raise mortgage rates sometime next year. And Peter, of course, low interest rates and the end of lockdowns in Sydney and Melbourne continue to help home prices surge, but there's a lot of speculation it's about to end. That's right. The AFR says Westpac is tipping a 1.4% gain for house prices in October alone, and AMP Capital thinks the annual increase in 2021 is a staggering 21%, but the rise slows down to 7% next year. However, top interest rate forecaster Chris Joy says after rates start to rise, house prices could fall, wait for it, 20%. Gosh, now at a time when all businesses are wheeling and dealing with employees who want to continue working from home since the pandemic, big companies are now offering six months parental leave. That's right. The Australian says big corporates are involved in a new bidding war, offering up to six months parental leave in an effort to retain staff and offer better opportunities for women. The big firms offering 26 weeks parental leave are Grant Thornton, KPMG and Ashurst. Stockland's offers 20 weeks, while Accenture, Deloitte, EY and PwC give 18 weeks. Some are even paying super during parental leave, which is not compulsory, and this will pressure smaller firms to follow suit. Peter, thanks so much. Cheers. Time for sport now with Brett Thomason. Brett, the AFL has also weighed in on the Jordan Dugowie scandal. Yes, good morning, Tash. It is not hyperbole to say that Jordan Dugowie's career is hanging by a thread with the AFL endorsing Collingwood's decision to stand down at star player. Dugowie has been released on bail after pleading not guilty to charges of forcibly touching a woman and assaulting her male friend at a New York nightclub. It was a Halloween party over the weekend. He is due back in court on December 8, two days after pre-season training resumes. 
And Brett, the Aussie cricket side is regrouping after a disappointing loss to England. Yes, very disappointing against England, who are one of the pre-tournament favourites, and they certainly look like it against Australia over the weekend. Now, Shane Warne is urging selectors to drop Steve Smith ahead of their next uh, match against Bangladesh. The eye-opening selection was overlooking Mitch Marsh. He was one of only two players really in form leading into the T20 World Cup. Glenn Maxwell was the other one. Warney telling Fox Sports, uh, Smith struggles in the shortest form of the game. But for me, Mitch Marsh has to play. And that's why I don't believe Steve Smith, as much as we love him, he's fantastic, he's awesome. I don't think he's ever nailed T20. He can't even make it in the four overseas players in IPL. So we've got Bangladesh on Thursday, uh, then the West Indies this weekend. We need to win both Tash to make the semi-finals. And Brett, how many fans will Victoria Health allow into Flemington for the Melbourne Cup tomorrow? Well, we had 5,000 on the weekend for Derby Day. Up to 10,000 fully vaxxed fans can now flock to Flemington for the Melbourne Cup tomorrow. And the weather forecast is ideal with a top of 30 and no rain on the radar. Incentivise will start as the shortest price favourite since Farlap way back in 1930. Peter Moody, who of course trained Black Caviar to 25 straight wins. That was a sprinter. So he has never won the Melbourne Cup. But he likes his chances with this horse, who of course had a dominant win at Caulfield and believes it can go the extra distance at Flemington tomorrow? Well, the way he built through the line at the end of 2000, then at the end of 2400, you'd be a brave man to suggest that he wouldn't. And another contender, the leading horse from Europe is Spanish Mission, passed a third vet check, had a swollen leg at Tash. So good news that it will start tomorrow. Absolutely. The race that stops the nation. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And a state funeral will be held for TV legend Bert Newton, who passed away at the weekend. The 83-year-old died on Saturday night after a long health battle. His wife of 47 years, Patty Newton, has spoken of the family's heartbreak but says the outpouring of love for Bert has been beautiful. I would like him to be remembered as just a wonderful, loving family man that was also a bit of a legend. Indeed, rest in peace. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.